the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. This episode of College Planning Edge was originally a broadcast that we did to our clients only for our monthly Here's What You Need to Be Doing Now webinars that Pearl Lockwood, my partner and wife, and I give every month uh, to supplement the one-on-one advice that we give to clients. This way they know every month what they need to be doing so they don't blow any deadlines. So in this episode, we talked, uh, this was originally aired in... Uh, the first Monday of May, 2022, talked about wrapping up with uh, with seniors, class of 22 kids, as they start to make their final college decisions, get their housing deposits in, thoughts you know that we've been exploring with them and parents, uh, last minute negotiations with college, and then some advice for 11th graders about what to do this summer on the applications and the essays. And this has nothing to do with college, a little insight into an incident that happened between me and Pearl on the golf course uh, a couple of days before we recorded this. I'll leave it at that because it's totally irrelevant to anything you might want to know about the college process, but it's a little insight that you didn't want to know about our relationship. So I hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, if you have any questions or need to get in touch with us about potentially exploring working together, shoot an email to us at vip at lockwoodcollegeprep.com or just visit our site, lockwoodcollegeprep.com. Thanks. Another episode of College Coffee Talk. Good morning, Pearl. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, everyone. If you're joining us with a beverage, oh, you have our branded, yes, I do. You have our branded mug. Yeah. Okay, well. Harry, the intern has your mug. Yeah, somebody has it. Anywho, cheers. Cheers. All right. So uh, we do these most Mondays. We missed the last couple because of family stuff. Um, but here we are at the beginning of May. And we have a lot of uh, stuff to chat about in terms of what's happening on the college calendar. And this is also, uh, if you're a non-client, you're in luck because I'm going to be uh, sharing with you and Pearl also the information we give to our clients. We do a client-only workshop in addition to one-on-one coaching every month, first Monday of every month at 10 o'clock. And this will be posted there also. So you're getting some sort of inside information, which we share just with paying folks. So um, a lot of stuff happening. So we, we are coming off of May 1st, which a lot of people think of as an important deadline because that's when most of the uh, college housing deposits go in. There is still quite a bit of, um, of activity when it comes to financial aid, uh, although you seem to wrap up your day today at around 5.45 a.m., yeah. <laughs> which is unusual, but um, there's there's still some, some stuff happening that way. And then we have a lot of advice for 11th graders because we're coming up on the summer. You know, school's yeah. winding down with uh, APs and finals and all that, and it's really important to start thinking about uh, your college list, your applications, your essays. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, we've got test prep news. You know, there's there's been some some interesting 
uh, I guess stats released on on um, exactly who is submitting test scores and what the results are. Um, a lot of colleges have been. I feel like this could be a five-hour show. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of colleges have been um, re- starting to release their admissions rates, which are um, pretty staggering, I would say. So before we talk about all that stuff, Pearl, um, I thought we should discuss yesterday's incident. Which incident would that be? Well, of course, that begs the question, was there more than one incident? I'm talking about the incident at the golf course. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, that one. So, yeah. Harry, do you, Harry the intern, did you know? I don't think you know this. Well, I got a text asking who picked up. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was some of the fallout from the incident. So, you know, there we were. You know, we, we played golf like three minutes away from us. It's a you know, local place. And um, we were warming up on the range. And all of a sudden, I felt a... Slinking. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, I thought I was in... Um, not not to be a jerk about this, but I thought I was in Kiev, Kiev or whatever, because Kiev. I got bombarded by I thought it was shrapnel, but it was it was a golf ball. One, it was not a bombardment. I hit you with a golf ball. <laughs> Hard. She, 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 she was she was she was about fifteen twenty feet away on my left. I was all the way on the right. No, he wasn't in my way. <laughs> yes, it was a terrible shot. Yes, I was in your way. And, um, not by normal standards. <laughs> right. And, um, my yeah. game improved from there. No. Yeah. Um, mine, mine was okay. But, uh, and then the funnier thing is there a college takeaway to this story? There always, always is. <laughs> Don't play golf with Pearl if you want to. No. Uh, Stick to your day job. <laughs> so, so, so then the, the funnier thing to me was we then went out to the diner with, with, uh, with our daughter, not Harry the intern. He always says no to us. And um, I was like, yeah, it kind of hurts a little bit. I, I, I think it's bruised. And you're like, oh, when we take a look, I'm like, well, we're in the middle of the diner. Of course. And uh, so, you know, she looks and she's like, oh, I don't see anything. I'm like, okay. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got home and, you know, I went in the bathroom and you know, took out a mirror. Look, and I'm like, oh, there's a golf ball sized pink welt, you know, that, that almost says Titleist on my back. I was like, Pearl, did you? And she's in bed. I was like, can you take one more look? <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. oh, that. I'm like, yeah, I, I knew I wasn't imagining it. It doesn't matter, but um, that was that was an incident. So um, that has nothing to do. I, no, I lied. Nothing. Yeah. No. Nothing to do. But it's good to relax, you know, especially on, on the weekend. That was really relaxing. <laughs> it was for, bo- for both of us. Uh, I still want to play with you. That's sweet. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know why, but well, thank I'm, you. Yeah, I mean, I need, need to go to the doctor but um okay we will bubble wrap you next time <laughs> just, <laughs> that's one that's one possibility good it's just an option all right i like to explore all our options and i'm always sharing that in the college forum that was a very good week time thanks sure okay college stuff so let's talk a little bit about what's happening with seniors right now so um this was a crazy year for college admissions. Again. In terms, yeah, but this was um, crazier than ever. I, I will say that. Um, not in terms of results. Like, I, I, I do think that um, that was very similar to last year, meaning 
lot of kids applied to schools that you know they didn't really have a decent shot of getting into, and they applied to eight of them. Doesn't mean you're you know if you have a twenty percent shot, doesn't mean you get into you know doesn't mean you're gonna get into you know two. Um, so so that happens every year. But there were a lot of kids who applied to schools where they were superior, at least in terms of their academic credentials, and then they didn't get in um, at the schools that you know that should have let them in that were quote unquote safeties. Mostly, I would say, because um, the schools don't want to be used as safeties for a variety of reasons, but mostly because you know it hurts their rankings. But I will say that um, one of our um, great clients, one of the great kids that I was very uh, happy to, to work with this year, I, I told him, like, uh, up until last week, I said, it's like you got Will Smith slapped by all, all these schools, and he didn't get in to really anywhere except two of his schools that he had no interest in, in going to. So what he did, to his credit, was he got on the road and visited uh, at least three, maybe four of the colleges that had waitlisted him to show interest. And he had not done that um, before. Does that mean we have to stop the show? <laughs> okay. Um, is he calling us? No. Is that the... No, it's just police department, the fire department coming to help me out with a stretcher. Yeah, in case there's another incident. That's just a huge cut in my paycheck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, because uh, he had not visited any schools when he, in the application process, because his dad was like, you know what, you get in, then we can visit. Even, even though I said, look, you, yeah. you need to visit, you need to show interest, right? So, long story short, I was, um, this week, I was uh, on the road. Um, from yeah, from between uh, Monday and Wednesday, driving out to Ann Arbor, coming back from Ann Arbor, and he called me on the way. I said, "Hey, guess what?" I'm like, "What?" He says, "I just got a call from uh, Bucknell, and I'm in." Like, the admissions officer called you. He goes, "Yeah." That's crazy. So that was awesome, and that, that was his top safety school from the beginning. That was the school he loved the most. That's great. And then um, a couple of hours later, he texts me and goes, "Oh, Lehigh let me in also." That's great. That was another school that he visited when he hit the road. So it ended up you know, well for him. It was a crazy ride. But the message here for 11th graders or younger is you need to either fake it or actually fall in love with your safety schools. You've got to visit. You've got to demonstrate interest. You don't want them to think that they're being used only as a safety school. And, of course, there's no guarantee about whether you're going to get in or not, but you need to go through. Cover your bases. Yeah, go through those steps. Leave no stone unturned. You have to, it's, it's multiple massive action at once. It's not, you can't make assumptions like, oh, I'm probably going to get into the school that I, you know, really want to go to school one, two, three. And if I don't, I'll get into four. What if you don't? You need to give five, six, seven, eight, the same attention as if those are your first choice. And it's a natural thing that kids go through. You know, we have an 11th grader right now, and we're looking at the school that she's applying to, and mm -hmm. it's like reach, 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 high target, <laughs> and maybe one, you know, school that I would consider a safety. And, you know, you're like, well, what other schools can we, you know, pick for her? And I'm like, well, they're all schools that she's not going to be interested in. Mm -hmm. And it's, just, it's a psychology that's very common, but you, you need to expand the list and actually show attention um, because you may be going to one of those schools. Right, right. And while you're, you know, trying to focus your attention on you have your likes and your wants, that's great. We expect you to put your attention there. Um, it is somewhat of a, a mental gymnastics thing that you're going to need to do. 
um, in paying as much attention to all of the schools that you pick on your list and because you cannot, you cannot make any assumptions. I think a very good message I encourage our, those who do not have choices yet in front of you, so those are the applicants, our rising seniors. Right now, it's the whole wide world of schools that's open and available to you, and at some point you'll narrow down and put on your list, needing a good amount of target, safe, whatever that means these days, and reach schools and with all of those schools, you have to make sure you're doing everything to demonstrate significant interest in those schools so that the school knows you're serious about them as well, so that you don't spite yourself in some way by not giving all of your effort and attention to the school. And then what I recommend is, now while you're doing that, while you're throwing your attention into your list of schools and doing what you need to and demonstrating interest, at the same time, you want to stay relatively unattached to all of those places as outcomes until you have those choices truly in front of you. Until you are, it's a long process from right now, we're in May, till a year from now, May. It's going to be a long road, but by the time your actual decisions come in, and now you have a list of real choices in front of you, where you, the applicant, can do the picking and choosing, it is at that point, and only at that point, not a minute before, could you get attached and could you do then a deep dive in really saying, well, where would I really love to be? You need to do it somewhat as you're applying and picking schools to be on your list, but at the same time, you sort of have to tread that I can't be too, too attached um, because that could wind up with significant disappointment. So stay unattached until you have your actual choices. Commit tons of effort to all of your schools that you end up deciding on. And then you can go deep dive into your attachment with these schools once you have your choices. So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the latest results that are, that are coming in in terms of uh, admissions. So they're shockingly low. I, I, will, I will say that for the most part, maybe not the elite level, they're, all, they're, they're always low, so they're not as shocking and they haven't all dipped. But um, a lot of the schools that are, I would you know, consider to be you know, sub-Ivy status, like Boston College and Northeastern and you know, top schools, they are seeing extremely low admissions uh, statistics. So, for example, BC, I think, was around 16%. At one point, they, were, they admitted 5%. And in, in, the, in that um, group of, of 16%, there seems to be a, a uh, pointed, concerted embracing of looking for diversity, more so than any other year um, that uh, we've, we've seen, I think, ever. So they, they, I think they turned their back on a lot of their core sort of, I'm not saying this only to be politically correct, that the primary purpose is just to give you the facts here, I think they're turning their back on um, a lot of their core, you know, sort of white upper middle class, um, you know, people who are, who are in law and finance and, um, and, and tend to live in those, those affluent neighborhoods, particularly around where, where our, our office is, but also all over the country. And I'm curious if that's going to create some kind of backlash from all the donations and support that those families have traditionally given. And I, by the way, I love BC. I grew up two miles away from there. Um, I've got a, you know, really good friend of mine whose dad is in the sports hall of fame there. You know, we used to hang out there all the time. So 
I'm not bashing BC at all. I'm just kind of uh, raising the issue. That I think that's potentially going to be a problem for them, but maybe maybe not. We'll see. Um, Northeastern, 7% admissions rate this year, which was the same as Northwestern. You've come a long way, baby. Yeah, um, because they got close to 90,000 applications this year. You know, I remember back in the old days, Harry, the intern, um, when I was growing up outside of Boston, Newton, Mass., you know, two, two uh, miles away from Boston College, uh, Northeastern admitted 90%, oh literally. That was where you went to college if you couldn't get into college anywhere. It was just a you know, regular local good, but just a regular local school. And you, know, you could probably say very similar things about University of Miami, about Tulane, about um, BU uh, before uh, Northeastern, BU saw sort of a renaissance, um, engineered it um, because of their then president, John Silver, which is two in the weeds already for this broadcast. <laughs> but but um, uh, it was a lot different, um, you know, back then. But now, Harry the intern, did he do, did did he do the filtering? Of course. Of course, yeah. See, I can't, I can't get, see the sepia? broadcast. Yeah. Not sepia, black and white. Yeah. Now it's color. Okay. So, so just, we're just going to talk about anything that comes in our heads here. <laughs> Should <laughs> so, we go with the golf story again? It hurts. I'm not kidding. Okay? It hurts. And you're, I know you feel guilty, but you're ignoring it. That doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It just means I don't complain. Unless we're on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, what a lot of parents now kind of get hung up on, and I, and I, I admit I'm guilty of this also, is that... Um, it's hard to to really truly emotionally understand that these colleges are so ridiculously hard to get into, and then then the next step is well, what do you do about it? So, um, so the first you know the first thing you need to do is to acknowledge, yeah, things are different than when we applied to school. I mean, I literally applied to one college personally because I like the basketball coach, and he you know he said I get five guys a year. If you want to come here, let me know. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so that was my rigorous. Yeah, that was that was my. Well, we saw Amerson Williams and you know, a few other places, but that, this was the only guy I liked, right? So, um, so that was interesting, uh, given my career arc since then. But things are much different. You can't if you're a parent and you've got a kid coming up right now. You have to understand the landscape has totally changed in terms of what people in admissions are actually looking for. And it's not just good grades and good scores. There's another 20 or so factors that they, that they look at. And some are out of your control and some are in your control. And you have to, you have to learn this and you've got to take the, the, you know, the scales off your eyes and see the whole picture. And you probably will never see that picture in high school if you're using Naviance or you're meeting with your college counselor for the first time in 11th grade when you find out about all the crap you should have been doing from 9th grade forward. Yeah. That goes in your college resume, right? So um, uh, it's different. It's not, it's not like colleges today are only looking for well-rounded kids the way we thought they were you know, back when we were all playing. Mm -hmm. so, um, so we have a couple resources for you to talk about right here, which, which we'll come back and post later. We've got our summer college boot camp, which is a group. It's like a curriculum that Jeez. ends from, uh, starts at the end of June and continues till September. And it's a combination of uh, group coaching and group office hours so you get your applications and your essays and you, you understand everything about the whole process you get that done so that is on our website lockwoodcollegeprep.com slash bootcamp Harry the intern can you put that in there mm -hmm. 
Um, that is a big deal. Um, our current private one-on-one clients, so, so the bootcamp is a group program, but our one-on-one clients who are, you know, are high level, they get all that free. So if you're, you're watching this, um, you've already gotten access to it, even though we haven't started the training sessions yet. I'm sorry, we have pre-recorded uh, interviews in there, which are really good from admissions officers and sample essays and, and things like that. But the live instruction starts at the end of June. So that's um, all, every year we get amazing feedback from it's parents who are, who are moms who are basically, you know, saying stuff like, oh, I didn't want to deal with it. I'm glad totally. you took over the whole essay and Absolutely. all that. And the applications, I didn't want to deal with it. And it's on your calendar at the right time, ensuring that you get this stuff or that your student gets all of the stuff that needs to get at, done and out of the way at an appropriate time so that you don't end up in a situation where you're trying to take that last ACCSAT, writing your applications for admission, doing your essays, and and responsible for still doing excellent work in the fall of your senior right. year. Do not think for one minute that you're done after your junior year because, oh, it's just the first three years, you know, 9th, 10th, and 11th, that's judged as your body of work. Actually, we've seen so many admissions decisions turn on the performance of mid-semester fall grades of the senior year. So you don't want to be clogging your fall up with your applications, your essays, and test prep, frankly. You know, um, this year, more than ever, senior year for high school kids, class of 22 counts because there's been so much action on the deferrals and to the wait list. And this, these next couple of weeks are going to be my, my feeling is yeah. that there's going to be a ton of waitlist activity okay. because deposits were due May 1st. That was yesterday, right? And today, colleges are freaking out. We need to hit our enrollment targets. Yeah. So this is a great time um, to show that you're, you're, you have academic strength. It's You have a little bit of bargaining power if you're trying mm-hmm. to um, still negotiate uh, financial aid or merit aid awards, even though, even though it's technically after May 1st. I don't care every year there's action that way also yep. um the you know the next couple of weeks so i'm actually kind of excited about this for for people but in terms of what pearl was saying for you know for 11th graders you need to be thinking about at least the first half of senior year as you know your most rigorous period ever in high school that's not not the time to have senioritis that can be after you get in and it's like this time of year, you know, mm-hmm. when, once once uh, you, you you start you know locking up your, your spots. And Again, all once the choice is yours, yeah. right. <laughs> not theirs. Right? Yeah, you don't wanna, you don't want to give them um, a reason to not let you in. To not choose yeah. you. When everything is perfect as possible, so that exactly. means your schedule has to be very rigorous, and you have to do well. And for the boot camps, the whole point is to get everything done before you go back to school, like you just said. Um, we also are running test prep courses that uh, we've got another one that starts on the 7th that's in uh, five days and that's great for uh, 11th graders who are taking you know one last uh, gasp one last bite of the apple before the summer and you still have if you're still trying to get that score that you need or you think you need because you want to be above the median of whatever the college reports right. um, you will have one more bite of the apple at the end of the summer depending on whether you take the SAT or the ACT but that's you know the lady weight the, the more pressure you feel so um, we're running these courses now so you can you can take a test an SAT or an ACT before the summer um, because that's going to be probably your best score with with not as much pressure on you okay um, other than that Pearl I think I covered everything I wanted to uh, can you 
talk a little bit about what's happening now with, sure. with loan paperwork yep. and um, interest rates. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, for those who are graduating this year and for those already enrolled in college, um, April is when the, the loans become available for the 22-23 school year and loans are available to students and to parents. The student loan um, is fixed because I get a lot of questions about, well, can't the student just borrow the whole thing? I mean, I, I'm the parent. I don't want to be on that loan, blah, blah, blah. Well, unfortunately, students in their own name are, are not yet so credit worthy to get more to borrow, to, to be able to borrow more without a cosigner, etc. So in his or her own name, the student can borrow in their first year 5500 in their sophomore year 6500 in their junior year 7500 senior year 7500 and if there's additional years of undergraduate needed it's $7500 a year that the student can borrow in his or her own name the parent alternatively can borrow either a specified dollar amount or and this is the language or up to the cost of attendance as determined by the school, which includes room, board, tuition. So with both the student and the parent loan, it disperses twice, once at the beginning of the fall semester, and then the second half of what's borrowed disperses at the beginning of the second semester. With both the student and the parent loan, interest begins accruing upon disbursement of the half. So once that half disperses, then interest will begin to accrue. Um, with both student and parent loans, there is no prepayment penalty should you wish to pay some or all of the loans before it is due, but you are not obligated to make any payments on the student or the parent loan until six months after graduation. Okay. Thus far, for the, for the last, um, okay, so ordinarily and typically, let me say it this way, um, the interest rates for the student and the parent loan get set every July for the, the year that then follows. So this coming July, the interest rates will be published for the 22-23 school year. For this current year that we're in, those rates, the pub, those published rates were approximately 4% for the student and 7% for the parent. However, since for the last year and a half, the interest rate on both the student and the parent loans has been suspended. That means no interest, zero interest has been accruing. So if you borrowed $75,000, it is a good school suspension. If you borrowed $75,000 for the first year of school uh, as a parent, then that is what you currently owe, even though ordinarily, you would have been accruing interest and you would owe more than that. The government has suspended all interest on both student and parent loans. That was the case for all of the 21-22 school year. And it has been the case this year as well. 20, uh, well, we're not, wait, I'm sorry. We're in the, sorry, we're still in 21-22. The interest rates are officially suspended through August 2022. However, you should be aware that every time, every few weeks, uh, they have they have extended that suspension date. So when it first started, it was like, okay, for six weeks, it's going to be suspended. And then that the six-week mark came, and then it was extended through the semester. 
and then it was extended to the next semester, and then it was extended through the summer. Now it's been extended through August 2022. If I had to bet, I would say for sure it's going to be suspended through at least the end of 2022. I'd be shocked if that wasn't the case. But that is um, the trend I see continuing. There is definitely a lot of Republican blowback to that. So we'll see what happens in the midterm elections. And I think there's going to be a change After the midterm elections, which aren't happening till November, that's why I'm saying and holding my bet to it's going to be this way through the end of December 2022. This is just my opinion. Um, But I think there's been a lot of blowback about uh, forgiving student loans altogether. That's a whole other story. I mean, this is what the government can do in its way to offer some easing for those who are currently enrolled in school and borrowed. Um, well, what's next? They're going to pay you to go. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure they are. Anyway, so that is currently the story um, for loans. And as I had just mentioned, they are available now for, to be put in place for uh, the 22-23 school year. If any of our clients are out there and need assistance with that, I'm your girl. So just reach out through the VIP email and let me know. And I will give you further instructions as to what I would need to help you with that. And what else? What else? I think that's, that's about all yeah. she wrote. Yeah. Good. All right, guys. Uh, so thanks for watching. Thanks for spending the, uh, the time with us for our college coffee talk. And thank you to our clients for uh, having a great year and great time with us. Uh, I saw a couple on with us. I saw Nancy and, uh, and Mary. Mary's daughter, Ella, had a uh, very... As, as did Nancy. Yeah, very, very Started. cool uh, college results. Um, so it's great. It makes us feel great to yeah. hear about those. So keep keep the uh, comments coming. Thanks for your support. And we'll be back next week with College Coffee Talk Monday at 9 a.m. So you have to get ready a little earlier, as do I. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the College Planning Edge podcast. For more information about our Inner Circle Group Coaching membership, which is a great way to dip your toes in the water of the whole college planning morass um, and get access to our double secret software, College Guru software that helps you create a strategic list of colleges and identify fat, juicy, merit aid and need-based aid opportunities, as well as some other benefits. Check out the Lockwood Inner Circle at LockwoodInnerCircle.com and use the coupon code podcast for 50% off the first month's membership. Thanks for listening.